Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, Weekly News Live. Uh, as you can see, Nico Janssen is not with us this week. He is uh, slammed in back-to-back meetings, he said, like the uh, like the busybody he is. So um, it's me and Connor keeping you company today for the uh, for the next half an hour or so. Uh, Connor, how are you today? That's right. Thanks, Jake. I'm all good, man. As uh, some of our eagle-eyed viewers might have clocked, it's corduroy season. So I'm absolutely <laughs> delighted about that. You might be able to see the leaves starting to change on the trees behind me here. We're getting longer evenings, roaring fireplaces in the pubs, all that kind of thing. So <laughs> nothing to complain about there. How are you, ma'am? Uh, I'm good. Every uh, every season is a uh, corduroy season in my house. So I've got about <laughs> 100 pairs of corduroy trousers. You can't beat them, in my opinion. Very stylish. Stylish yeah. and practical, just like you. <laughs> Exactly. I'm I'm wearing the fleece again today. Uh, I, I've stopped wearing collars for for weekly news. I think we're yeah we're we're all friends now, aren't we? So we can, we can settle yeah. into the informalities. Um, big thank you as always to both Playson and a uh, Bombay Group uh, for sponsoring us this week. And uh, I want to say a big hello to everybody tuning in. Thank you for your support, and please do. Um, Keep us company today. You can comment via LinkedIn, uh, like Elizabeth, our producer, has there. Um, hello, Elizabeth. Uh, we've got a lot to discuss for you. I know the um, the thumbnail said it would be a kind of affiliate special, um, and we are going to talk about two big deals in the affiliate space, but I think we're going to turn it into a bit of an M&A bonanza, Connor, um, as there's just been so many deals happening this week. Yeah, that's right. So I actually had a long weekend and took a couple of days off at the beginning of this week. And when I came back to work yesterday, I found that all hell had broken loose. We have (laughs) no less than five different acquisitions that have all taken place over the last few days. It's been a bit like living in an episode of Succession, if you ask me. I feel like... uh, like Roman Roy, the playful one, the nice, funny guy. <laughs> you know, the patriarch, uh, Logan. Although yeah, you don't say who, who, who does that make me? Um, but yeah, you're right. It's uh, it's another case of kind of blinking, you'll miss it in uh, in the gambling industry this week. Um, so we've got a lot to get through. Do you want to kick us off with our first big deal, which I believe is Better Collective? That's right. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So Better Collective, who we all know. Um, has agreed to acquire, just uh, a couple of days ago, agreed to acquire the sports media group Playmaker Capital in a deal worth uh, 176 million euros, as you can see in the headline there. Um, This, of course, marks Better Collective's second largest acquisition ever after it acquired Action Network, as we all remember, for a massive $240 million in 2021. Um, But that's not what we're talking about today. Today, we're talking about Playmaker Capital. I will point out that's not to be confused with Playmaker (laughs) HQ, which was also acquired by Better Collective in July for up to $54 million. I'm starting to think that Better Collective will acquire any business which is called something like Playmaker. I'm starting to think we should set up our own Playmaker editorial and see yeah. if we can sell it to them. It's for... almost like they've done it on purpose to confuse uh, confuse journalists and editorial teams, isn't it? <laughs> it is a bit like that. <laughs> um, so who is Playmaker HQ? It is 
a Toronto and US listed business. So it's dual listed on the TSX Venture Exchange in Canada and the uh, catchily named OTCQX in the United States. So it's got that double listing. It is um, the owner and operator of a portfolio of sports media brands across the Americas, so North and South America, uh, including football sites, which I think is a Spanish language um, sports uh, property, Yard Barker, which is more of a US-focused one, and the Nation Network. Um, I think it has several other assets beyond that. Um, so this transaction, 176 million euros, is expected to close before the end of Q1 2024. So it's going to be done quite quickly. Um, and once it completes, Better Collective said that it anticipates becoming the LATAM market leader in um, online gambling affiliation. And it's also going to strengthen Better Collective's position in the US. Um I think Better Collective already knows this business quite well because they had already formed several media partnerships with them, um, with some of Playmaker's uh, sports media brands. And consequently, Better Collective said that it already has an extensive understanding of and insight into the quality of Playmaker's brands. So let me give you some of the numbers quickly on those brands. They attract a monthly average of more than 200 million visits. Uh, online and it has a social media following of more than 180 million followers across Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and Twitter. I won't call it X. Um, <laughs> so, money figures as well. So as of Q3, Playmaker had uh, revenue over the trailing 12 month period of 55 million euros and EBITDA of 15 million euros so pretty healthy business um and the leadership team of that business has agreed to stay on um to help drive it forward as it becomes integrated into better collectives uh, portfolio so one other thing i will mention is actually an acquisition that playmaker capital made last year um so in october last year it acquired wedge traffic which is a paid media company with a core focus on the US market. Um, and that will be integrated into Better Collective's paid media division, which makes sense. Um, so Jesper Sogard, the CEO and co-founder of Better Collective, had lots of nice things to say. He said it would be an understatement to say that he was excited about acquiring this business. It's going to be transformational for Better Collective. Um, and it's going to help the business to significantly grow its audience and reach a larger segment of generalist sports fans. Jake, why don't you ask me if this acquisition is going to be done in shares or cash? <laughs> Connor, is this acquisition going to be done in shares or cash? That's a good question with an interesting <laughs> answer. So, Playmaker Capital's existing shareholders will have the option to receive cash or shares. Um, and if they opt for cash, they will get about 70 cents Canadian per share, or they can get 0.02 shares of Better Collective in exchange for every common stock share of uh, Playmaker Capital. So something like one share per 50 shares of, the, uh, of their business. However, <clears throat> this choice is subject to proration, proration. 
I don't know. Uh, and it's it might be going a bit a bit deep into the weeds. No, no, yeah. I think the weeds are good here. I think this is important stuff. So just so you know, because the question is, what's it going to cost Better Collective? Well, the uh, the choice is limited to 65% shares and 35% cash. So whatever the acquisition, whatever the ratio ends up being, Better Collective will only pay up to 35% of that price in cash. So that okay. wasn't too far into the weeds, was it? That was actually quite no, a that was interesting. You brought it back very nicely there. And uh, you can obviously, you can scan the QR code in the top left there if you want to really drill into the uh, into the details of this story. I just find the scale of Best Collective now like mind-boggling. It's um, mm. it's kind of you know it shows how far the affiliate sector has come when you've got public companies acquiring public companies now. Like um, yeah, just crazy. But I think um, the other interesting thing to note, and we're not going to do this in any depth, is that you said um, that they're looking to strengthen their position in the US, obviously, and LATAM through this acquisition. Mm. Um, Better Collective is this week uh, become one of the founding members of a new affiliate trade body in the US called the Responsible Gambling Affiliate Association, um, which, again, just kind of goes back to this idea of scale and maturity and and uh, the kind of influence that affiliates want to have on the, on the US uh, online gambling sector now. And uh, yeah, it looks like they've got their ducks in a row. They're going to join forces, um, Better Collective with Katina, Gambling.com Group, Odds Checker, Spotlight and XL Media. So a few of their big rivals um, to, yeah, put up a united front um, and to, to basically lobby for uh, for kind of favourable uh, regulation for affiliate marketing in the US. So, uh, yeah, just an interesting tidbit to add on to that story for you there, Connor. Thank you. Yeah, um, similar to RAIG, Responsible Affiliates in Gambling, that was formed here in the UK a few years ago and um, haven't really said anything since. So we'll see yeah, if the that, in the US is a bit more active. Yeah, that didn't that didn't work, RAIG, at all. Um, I think it's because basically the person that was appointed to be the chairman Clive. left an, another venture fairly soon after it had launched. And I think the other reason it didn't work was because it wasn't, a united front it was founded by kind of three companies mm-hmm. uh and then the rest were sort of looking around thinking well you know what what about us um so yeah that didn't go according to plan in the uh in the uk but i think they've definitely learned lessons from from that um and this us trade body uh looks a lot more polished shall we say and uh and ready for action yeah so yeah one to keep an eye on um a big hello to our regular viewers, Bogdan and Lars. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, and to Lorena, who has recently joined us at Next.io. So uh, do give her a connection on LinkedIn. Um, Connor, more affiliate M&A, though. Uh, another big deal in the space this week was GIG, um, which has sewn up a deal to buy fellow Malta-based business Cafe Rocks uh, for 37.5 million euros. Um, just to give some color on that, so 15 million of that will be upfront in cash, uh, an additional, addi- sorry, an extra 20 million in cash spread over 24 months based on you know certain performance targets as normal, uh, and then a 2.5 million euro payment in shares subject to cost savings being met as a result of the, of the acquisition, basically. Um, so GIG, uh, as we know, is a massive affiliate company. It's kind of split in half. GIG Media is, is, is the big affiliate arm, um, and the platform and sportsbook businesses uh, is separate. 
Um, but GRG has done this deal with uh, One Eye again on strengthening its position in, in the US market. So a, a common trend there. Um, although unlike Better Collective, I don't think GRG was anywhere near as um, established in, in the US before this acquisition. Um, so they've bought Cafe Rocks, uh, which is live in the US with its flagship Time to Play brand and also the uscasinos.com brand, which is a, a hell of a domain name to have for a, for an affiliate website. Um, GRG, uh, basically, they bought Cafe Rocks. They said this will cement its position as the dominant lead generator in the global online casino market. So we've just spoken about Better Collective, but they're obviously a lot more of a sports betting-focused company, and, and so are kind of Katina Media, um, so I think, yeah, this acquisition of Cafe Rocks puts uh, puts GIG right up there with kind of probably Gambling.com Group as the the biggest competitors on the uh, on the iGaming front, at least. Um, if we look at Cafe Rocks as a business, so it was expected to generate a minimum revenue of 23 million euros in 2024, uh, EBITDA margin of 45%, so really attractive asset. Um, and that should boost GIG Media's revenue to between 125 and 135 million euros for for full year 2024. So yeah, pretty uh, pretty big deal. Brings two giant European affiliates together, um, and GIG CEO Jonas Wara, who's um, who's only in the position on, on a kind of interim basis, but um, he was previously the CEO of GIG Media anyway. So he's very much the marketing and, and affiliate expert in that company. He said, um, after basically buying Ask Gamblers, which they bought another big casino brand from, from Katina Media, uh, we have been looking for the next splendid candidate to join the family. Great use of splendid, by the way. I assume that was quite a like... <laughs> A British word, but yeah. I love that in there. You don't read that in many press releases. Um, he said, we found a flourishing business led by an exceptionally skilled team. Cafe Rocks is a well-known player in our industry and highly reputable. I would even say is one of the competitors that I personally have considered a strong contender for a leadership role in our industry. Uh, so it sounds like they've been keeping tabs on, uh, on Cafe Rocks for some time. Mm -hmm. And uh, as we know, Connor... Cafe Rocks was nearly taken off the market, wasn't it, um, a year or so ago by uh, by Glitnor Group, um, and that deal fell through. Uh, so yeah, it sounds like GRG was uh, was licking its lips and has kind of just waited for the for the right time, sorted out that um, that split between the sports book and affiliate business, and is now ready to to capitalise on that with uh, with some more M and A. Yeah, it's one of the, perhaps it's one of those um, deals where who knows? I suppose this was probably in the works for some time, but perhaps now that it's divided its business into two standalone segments, maybe they get that little bit extra independence to pursue deals like this. Um, but have you heard anything about how it's going to operate? You know, are they going to take Cafe Rocks's um, assets and just integrate them into uh, gig media? Or is there going to be a separation still and they'll keep the same management and operate it as its own kind of standalone business unit do you know good question um i didn't tune into the webcast but as i understand it i think this is kind of like an exit for the cafe rocks 
founders now and it will be integrated into into gig which is you know arguably the canniest kind of operator in this in this space and i think culturally both businesses are fairly similar um so i don't think it will be yeah i, I don't think it will be kind of left to run at arm's length like, like we see with some acquisitions mm -hmm. um but what you mentioned about um you know this being far more persuasive strategy now they split both businesses because you think if before if it was still joined up as a kind of b2b sportsbook supplier and a, and a marketing affiliate business it's harder to spend that cash on on one segment over the other because it has to, has to be a, you know a credible investment case for, for both as a conjoined business um i think obviously that's a big reason why they were trying to separate it for such a long time which um richard brown obviously eventually achieved as a ceo uh, and I think he's left because, uh, yeah, his business there is done. So this is, I think, this is the first major acquisition as part of a kind of new dawn for uh, for GIG as a as a business. A new dawn, very nice. I think that was one of the um, Twilight books. <laughs> That's your favorite uh, favorite ever franchise, isn't it? Yeah, it's the only books I read, just one after the other, just again <laughs> and again and again. Very good. Um, oh, there you go. I think you, what is it? Team Jacob or Team uh, Edward? Well, is obviously, Edward? I'm yeah. Team Jacob. I'm on your team. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway, I think that's enough. Uh, I don't you. know if I said their character names or their actor names there or, or what. I uh, mm. Oh, we've got our producer messaging us here. Don't you dare make fun of Twilight. So, <laughs> swiftly moving on, Connor. Yeah, yeah. Um, a company that everybody likes to discuss in, uh, in iGaming. Uh, has also done a, a bit of an exciting deal this week that um, maybe went slightly under the radar. So I'll leave you to take this one away. Of course, I'm talking about stake.com. Yes, exactly. Not a butcher's website, but a gambling website. Stake.com. It has acquired, well, I should say stake.com's parent company, which is called EasyGo. EasyCom? EasyGo. Um, EasyGo has announced that it's acquired Betfair Columbia um, in an undisclosed deal. So we don't know exactly how much cash has changed hands for this. Um, but basically what it's done is it's bought Betfair Columbia and therefore basically bought itself a license to operate in the regulated Colombian market until 2025. And it's going to operate a locally regulated online casino and sports book at the domain stake.com.co, which is the Colombian domain. Um, so what's happened since then, if you are a user in Colombia and you're trying to access stake.com, you will be greeted with a message that says stake.com is no longer available in Colombia, but stake.com.co is available and uh, individuals can, can be directed to sign up there. So I think this kind of nicely fits into Stake's business model, I'd say, which is a kind of mixed approach to regulated and perhaps unregulated markets. So obviously it runs its cryptocurrency-focused operations through a Curacao license, I believe, um, and operates that globally on a dot-com basis. But it also has these locally licensed businesses. So, for example, it is licensed here in the UK with a slightly different proposition because you can't bet with crypto here in the licensed market, but you can still use the stake brand and um, deposit and play in ordinary currency. 
fiat currency for the crypto enthusiasts out there. Um, and yeah, so it's going into another locally licensed market. Perhaps it's trying to shift its revenue mix towards those locally licensed operations. Um, and this is certainly one way of doing it. Um, the one thing I haven't been able to actually work out is whether it will continue taking crypto deposits from Colombia. I haven't found anything which says that it's prohibited to do so under a Colombian license. Um, but I also didn't spend that long looking, so I'm not entirely sure, I'm afraid. If that was one of your questions, I'm going to preempt that and tell you that I can't answer it um, just yet, but I'll look into it and I'll find out and let you know next time. Uh, so this has happened alongside some kind of upcoming changes in Colombia, particularly around advertising. Um, so Colombia is in the process of reworking its uh, gambling sector regulations around advertising. New rules which have been proposed would prohibit operators from entering into sponsorship agreements with Colombian sports teams without a local license. So perhaps this is a move by Stake who kind of saw that coming and wanted to have that kind of brand presence. We know that Sports sponsorships are quite important to it, and it has those sponsorships in the Premier League, for example, or it certainly did have. Um, so there you go. Maybe that's related, but we're not exactly sure. Um, so those new rules will still need to be approved by Colombia's Congress. But if they are approved, they'll come into effect from January next year. So soon to come. Yeah, really interesting stuff. I don't think they're going to offer crypto but i'm not 100 percent sure i wouldn't have thought that's permitted in colombia's regulated market um i'm just on the site now and it just looks like a lot of uh a lot of good games from evolution uh pragmatic play a lot of live casino but i don't think any of it is uh crypto um but yeah nice roundup connor and obviously i think they bought bet for just to um acquire basically a database of of active customers um, and a license obviously they're not gonna you know continue to run the betfair brand or anything like that um it was just a, a a bit of a shortcut for them in terms of entering the market i think um they said they wanted to get there quickly with uh with colombia being one of the first latin markets to to fully regulate and they obviously felt this uh this purchase was the the easiest way for them to do that slightly curious though um if i know that Perhaps Betfair doesn't look exactly the same everywhere around the world as it looks in the UK, but it would be slightly curious for them to buy a customer database from a betting exchange if they're primarily focused on live casino and the like. So there's something slightly unusual in that, but uh, that's just me wittering on, really. I don't have anything to say. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'm sure there's some crossover there. Um Okay, should we move on? I think so, yeah. What about GAN? Have you got some information for us about GAN and Sega Sammy? Yes, I do indeed. Um, Our fourth deal of the each and ask. Yeah, we're flying through these. How are we doing time-wise? Not bad. Um, yes, Sega Sammy. So, obviously, this is the, the Japanese gaming giant, Sega, um, has bought the whole of the GAN business uh, for $107.6 million. Um, so Sega Sammy is going to pay uh, $1.97 per share for the company. Uh, and Connor, that represents a 121% premium on, uh, on GAN's share price on the uh, 
the close on the day before the deal um, was announced. Uh, for those that don't know uh, about Sega Sammy, it basically is a developer of, uh, of video games, arcade games. Um, it builds uh, pachinko terminals, which are incredibly popular in uh, in Japan. And it also has a kind of land-based resorts um, business unit. Uh, it created Sonic the Hedgehog, of course. Uh, that iconic, what, what was that originally? Uh, kind of uh, a hedgehog. <laughs> I meant what console was on originally. Oh, on the Sega Mega Drive. Perhaps. Sega Mega Drive, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I was um, thinking, what, what, what was Sonic the Hedgehog? A squirrel? Thought, <laughs> it was a hedgehog. <laughs> Sonic the Squirrel doesn't quite have the same ring to it, does it? <laughs> Um, but yeah, they basically what's interesting, they have committed to setting aside $660 million uh, to further invest in gaming, and that includes exploring iGaming and sports betting in the US. Um, mm-hmm. That is where obviously this deal for uh, for GAN came from, um, which counts uh, CoolBet. Um, GAN's sports betting brand was active in, uh, in the US and, and Canada until recently, uh, and that is definitely its kind of main asset. Um, and also does B2B sports betting as well. Um, what's really interesting about this, though, Connor, is that rumours um, first came out at G2E in November um, that Sega was about to buy CoolBet from GAN, um, and wow. the share price went up by like 24% or something as a result of those rumours. Um, but that deal was was never announced. We were kind of waiting patiently with the, uh, <laughs> with the story ready to go. And then forgot about it until obviously they uh, they announced it yesterday or two days ago, whenever it was. Um, but it looks as though Gan uh, was kind of holding on for uh, for a sale of the entire business, and uh, and it's got what it uh, what it wanted in the end. Yeah, there you go, hundred million dollars. Can't say no to that. Yeah, but what's interesting about that is that Gan initially bought Colbert for hundred and seventy six million. Uh, in cash and stock, and that was back in January 2021, which, if you remember, was the absolute peak yes. kind of hype uh, in the US industry. Um, and that deal was meant to position GAN as a kind of full-service B2B, B2C, real-money gaming uh, giant, basically. But, uh, yeah, it did not work out as planned um, at all, really. There was a, a bit of a ding-dong between Coolbet founder Jan Svensson, uh, who claimed he was pushed out of the business after the acquisition. Mm. Um, and that kind of led investors to uh, to question the strategy of uh, of the chief executive, uh, Dermot Smurfit, who um, who resigned very recently. Um, but he he's basically been replaced by Seamus McGill, who was the chairman. And he said um, of the deal to... To, to sell to uh, to Sega, he said. After a thoughtful review of value creation opportunities, we are pleased to have finally reached this agreement. Uh, market share concentration in the U.S. space, a slower than expected adoption of regulated online gaming in the U.S., along with changes to key customer contracts, make the near-term operating environment challenging without ample capital resources. So, yeah, something needed to change for GAN. Um, a sale is the, is the best thing for them, I think, and they they they, they believe that Sega Sammy have these kind of deep pockets that will be able to uh, to push the business to uh, to reach its full potential, I think. Yes, a lot of business speak to pick through in that particular statement, Jake. Was that business speak for Wiskin? Basically, yeah. Wiskin, yes. um, we can't continue. Yeah. Um, 
And if we sell Colbert, we've basically got nothing. So <laughs> can we come along for the ride, I think? Uh, yeah. Reading between the lines there. Um, but I mentioned Jan Svensson, the uh, the Colbert owner. Um, and we we put up uh, an exclusive this week on a, a brand new launch of, uh, of his latest company, Sisu Group. Uh, which is going to be a full suite, again, B2B, B2C um, startup focusing on Europe to begin with. So, um, yeah, they've been there, done that, got the T-shirt, and I think that'll be a, a company to, to keep an eye on going forwards. Um, hello to Romain, who, uh, who says Sega Mega Master System, correcting us there on our, our <laughs> legacy gaming knowledge. I didn't have a, a, a PlayStation until I was about 15 or 16, so I am not the uh, oh, not yeah. person to ask on this. No, seriously, I was deprived. You were outside <laughs> playing sports and uh, being healthy. I had yeah, a, one jumping in rivers. about four or five. I used to play Spyro. That was my favourite. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's enough of a trip down memory lane, I think. Yes, I digress. We've covered, we've covered Gan and, we've, and Sega Sammy. I think we should move on to... One to go. Our fifth, yes, counting them, one, two, three, four, fifth acquisition of the day. I'm exhausted by this point, but let's do it. Just a quick, easy one. And it's the news that LiveScore Group uh, has acquired a South African software development specialist called Wonder Labs in another undisclosed deal. So, again, we're not exactly sure how much they've paid for it. Um but just to give you a bit of background, LiveScore Group operates the LiveScore sports content brand, which uh, I don't know if you can guess this, Jake, offers live scores uh, in sports and probably other news and things like that as well, lots of sports media. Um, but it's also a betting operator and it operates two B2C uh, gambling brands, LiveScore Bet and Virgin Bet. And LiveScore Group said that the acquisition adds significant scale to the group at a time of substantial growth. So the addition of Wonder Labs is going to accelerate the process of product development and increase LiveScore's ability to expand into further key territories. Um, so I'll give you a bit of background on Wonder Labs. It is a software development firm offering a player account management system called Lithium. Uh, as well as a back office platform and LiveScore Group said it is home to renowned software talent and engineers. So with this acquisition, they're going to bring upwards of 100 new staff to its global headcount. And of course, many of them will be the renowned software talent and engineers uh, that they referred to. And of course, as we know, Jake, those kinds of people are worth their weight in gold when it comes to online businesses so you know you can never have too much firepower when it comes to software development yeah um, and it brings a um brings that player account management platform in the house which i think is uh, yes. is a massive deal for live score and connor i'm going to throw this out there i want this on the record i think this makes live score group a very attractive uh, acquisition target and i wouldn't be surprised if uh, if a bigger operator what's coming with a with an operator for them in the next year or two yes well this is broadcast live jake so everything you say is on the record you don't have to Good. specify that <laughs> we can revisit it's quite literally being recorded so <laughs> um but yes i think you you know 
bit of bit of speculation there for people who like us to try and see the future. Jake Evans said it first, uh, an attractive acquisition target. So there's a little something, uh, yes, yeah, something in common here between the better collective acquisition we talked about earlier and this acquisition, which is that it's a bigger business buying up a business that it's already partnered with or already working with um in some way so yes as you rightly point out <clears throat> no nasty surprises the yes the lithium player account manager is um used by livescore they're quite familiar with it and actually livescore already held a 25% shareholding in um Wonder Labs. Is it Wonder Labs? Yes, try and get that right at least. So they already had a 25% share. Um, the business played a vital role in the evolution of LiveScore's apps and digital platforms. Um, and now they've just decided to buy it all for themselves. Um, so yes, substantially increases in-house capabilities and establishes a new tech hub in an emerging market. Yep, and the team's from Cape Town, I think, uh, South Africa, which is a massive tech hotbed, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, I'm sure those guys know what they're doing. Um, there you go. Right, Connor, we fired through those. Uh, there's about, what, an hour of, of daylight left in the UK, probably, so uh, we should probably let people go about their days. Yes. Um, big thank you to um, to everybody that's that's joined us and, and taken the time to uh, to comment. We really appreciate it. Um, also, a huge thank you to uh, to our sponsors, Place and, and Bombay Group, uh, and to you, Connor, for keeping me company and providing our viewers with the kind of valuable insights that they would be missing out on otherwise. Jake, the pleasure's all mine. And thank <laughs> you for having me. Oh, wait, before we go, next week, weekly news live from our Maltus podcast studio. So that is worth tuning in for. I think Pierre will be making a triumphant return. Wow. Uh, we're going to fly Nico in, you know, first class, give him all the champagne and oysters on the way over. So he's probably <laughs> going to be talking nonsense on the stream. Uh, and Connor, you, your flight doesn't land in time, I'm afraid, does it? So no, uh, I'll so be, some... I'll be midair while you're in the studio. So I'll be sad to miss you, but I don't think airplane Wi-Fi is yet fast enough for me to join you. Yeah, we won't rely on that. You'll have to catch us on demand. Um, but yeah. We'll uh, we'll catch you next week live. Yeah, thanks Literally everyone. Live. Well, it's live every week. You know what I mean. Bye. Bye then. <laughs>